Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing. Addy O.A. Jr. Joining me is Bill Croy Poppy himself, a.k.a. Tim Ma Wagon Gettys. At any moment, GTA 6 is going to drop a trailer. It's going to drop it. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're a day away yeah. from early December, technically. The real technically, talk, yeah. right? Like, that's wild, man. And I love that we, we know it's coming, but we still don't know exactly when. Game Awards, Lumen, we don't think it'll be there. It could be, but it could be at any other time. It would be so weird if it was there. It would right? be. It would be. It'd be weird. But also, it'd be, I, I think no matter what, what's going to happen, it's going to be weird. I know. I, I, do you think it's going to come out of nowhere, or do you think they're, they're going to give us a warning? I think we're going to get a warning. I think that we're going to get a warning. Yeah. I think it is going to be tomorrow, yeah. 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. Yeah. They're going to tell us Pacific time <laughs> for sure. You think specifically Pacific time? Specifically Pacific time. Maybe they'll do New a, York, though, right? Rockstar? Well, they might do a Pacific slash, what, what uh, 11 a.m. ET. But I even th- I think that's even pushing it. Yeah. Well, I guess no, they're rock star. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They're definitely gonna give us an ET. Yeah. I think they'll give us both though. Yeah. Yeah. Put some respect on LA. <laughs> yeah. <let's figure laughs> on the West Coast. Yeah, you know. Well, they should do it. It's Florida the coast time. that matters. Florida. Oh, uh, because it's probably gonna be in Vice City. Well, that would mm-hmm. be the same as. I know, but like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's showing respect to LA. The like. VC time, you know. VCT, yeah, exactly. We don't know. Vice City time. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean? It's the lore. It's the lore of GTA. Oh, bless. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm tired. I've been dealing with allergies for what feels like half a year <laughs> oh, yeah. and i've been taking different things i've been trying the claritin i've been trying the zyrtec none of it's hitting the way i wanted it to hit and then i came to a realization last night that my allergy my allergies are worse when i'm at home when i'm just sitting in my room chilling in my room when i first wake up in the morning mm. that's when it's at the worst you're allergic to, to michael hyam yeah no see what i think it is, is i think it's the air vents i think there's something going on and maybe something the other the something in the vents something in the other apartments is like filtering into my apartment so now i'm like okay what if i can get some kind of air filter oh Oh my god please oh man if it's mold i I don't know what i'm gonna do um but yeah i think i need to figure out some air filter situation so that's Mm. what i've been going through this morning Mm. what about you how are you doing i'm doing i'm doing very well i'm a little overwhelmed with things right now tomorrow uh chris anka was nice enough to invite me as his plus one to the uh across the spider-verse orchestra with like live orchestra or live DJ situation. Like oh, yeah. we just did the Into the Spider-Verse, but this is the debut of Across the Spider-Verse. So very excited for that. Um, but separate separate from that, um, last week I played a lot of my PlayStation Portal. Mm-hmm. And it was great, but not amazing. There'd be moments of like, ah, man, if only my Wi-Fi was better. And so I was like, I haven't looked into Wi-Fi technology for quite a while. I wonder if there's anything popping off in the Wi-Fi world, bless. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised to find out that in the last month, Wi-Fi 7 came out. Wait, <laughs> no, you're not going to tell me there were six of them. Mm-hmm. I know, I was saying, there were six entries? Wi-Fi yeah. 1? Wait, 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 wait. So I need the breakdown. Give me the breakdown. So, I mean, I'm very, very over, overly simplifying this, uh-huh. but essentially there's just been different protocols of Wi-Fi going on over the, the, the last, I mean, decades at this point. But like the, the 2.4, I think it is, uh, yeah. gigahertz, the 5 gigahertz, you know, like yeah. that, that stuff. 
that's the, those bands I think kind of represented the different eras. But really, like Wi-Fi Five was when Mesh started. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have like the home Mesh units, which I imagine you yeah, have in I your know house. That, yeah. like, that's kind of like the more like modern day standard. Um, Wi-Fi Six and then Six Plus uh we're we're kind of like taking that mesh and like really making it better and like it, having it be like all right cool now we're gonna elevate this shit wi-fi 7 though they're just like hey motherfuckers we're, we're going <laughs> we're all crazy out. we're going crazy with the, the with the the thoroughput and all that stuff and i was like all right i'm gonna try it it is out wildly expensive like Damn it. unbelievably expensive uh-huh. but i was like you know what i want to try it like i'm just gonna buy it best buy has a great return policy especially during the uh, um holiday season which starts now Mm -hmm. um so i can try this thing out for 45 days and then return it if i want um so i was like fuck it let's just see what happens uh bought it it totally destroyed my internet in my house everything was bad for the last 24 hours and Uh i was about to cry but then all of a sudden bless Mm -hmm. i got it working and then i was about to cry again because i looked down at my wi-fi speeds on Mm -hmm. my phone oh my oh my god my wi-fi oh my god was 900 and 36 megabytes per second down, 804 megabytes per second up. Wi-Fi 7, everybody. That's the future insane. is now. That's like having like an SSD for your connection. That's wild. It's insane. You're like playing fighting games, seeing the future. Like yeah. You're seeing moves. Of the, they have you yeah. put, put an input Busting in out for. The, the portal on it. Didn't get to play too long last night with it, but I was yeah. just like, oh. Oh, this thing is sanging right oh now. Oh, my God. So anyway, shout out to Wi-Fi 7, everybody. Is it one of those things where, like, in a few years, I'm going to be able to get Wi-Fi 7 and, like, not have it be 100%. so expensive? Yeah, I, I, I'm willing to bet in the next year and a half, you'll be able to get a two-router mesh pack for, like, $200, $300 okay. max. Okay. Um, but, yeah, right now, wouldn't necessarily recommend buying it because it's, yeah. it's pretty damn expensive. But, oh, it's good. That's awesome. Well, there you go. That's the future. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the future of video games, Tim. Because today's stories include Dan Hauser's new projects, Capcom's first $70 game, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember... Patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you a new kind of funny X cast is up where Mike and Paris are joined by Geralt of Rivia to talk about what Xbox could bring to the Game Awards. I hate this with every part of my being because Gary Weta, like this, looks 100% identical to my mother. Oh, this is how my no mom. Way. This is exactly how my mom looks right now. You, you should talk to Gary. Be like, hey, yeah. hey dude, something's going on. You got a second family? Like, what's yeah. going on? What's Kevin, your identity? Kevin took a picture of it yesterday, and he brought it over to me. He's like, Tim, this is weird, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, Fuck, it's really weird. I did you see the skit? Because I saw him post to. I was either his TikTok or his Instagram, but I saw him post a clip of him doing like his him playing the role of Geralt of Rivia, and he's calling out Greg Miller and the PC stuff. And I didn't realize Gary pretty good actor oh yeah yeah i was like oh snap he's actually killing this role 
like he's fully into it like he's making the bits he's actually like you know pretty funny and he's, he's delivering it really well and it Harry. had me like damn i gotta step up my own content you know love him so much i gotta like work out my he, own content muscle. he stuck to the bit for the entire x cast <laughs> as well there are a couple times where he almost broke but and he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to stick with it but yeah Shout out to Gary. That is Gary. Worst. I did have a moment yesterday because, like, we have TVs in the office where sometimes we'll put on the content that's being recorded live in the studio. And in my in the office, like, I'm I'm seated as far away from that TV as possible. And like, I look up <laughs> and I see Roger look up, and we're both like, "Well, I think Roger." <laughs> Roger was like, for a second, for a split, very split second, we were like, "Is that Alana?" And we were like, "That's not Alana." And then we look closer, like. Oh, that's Gary. <laughs> it was just the fact that it was the white hair. We were like, who is that on the TV? And they were like, oh, that's that's Gary Witta. Strange. L Lemon Brady in the Strange. chat just said, Tim just exposed himself for having a hot mob. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Let's get to more housekeeping. Ever wondered how weird Greg was a as a kid? Of course you have. Uh, we have an answer. Have. <laughs> the second episode of Greg's Childhood Home Videos is live right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. If you enjoy it, all the episodes are live right now over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. So you don't have to wait week to week to watch a new episode. And then today's the last day you can still get Nerf Alice's iconic shirtless Spider-Man shirt as the premium collector's item this month. You can get yours over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. And then speaking of Patreon, over on Patreon, a new member blank is up where we remember our favorite games of all time. Wow. Yeah. It's a very fun conversation. I'm very interested in that conversation with you, and we'll have mm -hmm. this conversation at a later date. Yeah. But Breath uh, of the Wild is yeah. your favorite game of all time. You've mm -hmm. said that since I've known you. Mm -hmm. And I think you like Tears of the Kingdom better, but does it make it your favorite? That's and that is the com that's the conversation we have on the show. Wow. I'll I can give you the answer out. right now. I don't mind spoiling it. Go for it. So I, I stuck with Breath of the Wild, yeah. mainly for the experience mm -hmm. that I had playing Breath of the Wild, yeah. right? Like, it was the fact that I this is my first time stepping into this kind of Zelda game, this kind of Zelda world. I still have memories of my first time in, in, um, uh, encountering Kakariko, my first time going to Death Mountain, my first time being on the Great Plateau looking around. Like, so many of those firsts in Breath of the Wild speak so strongly. I think Tears of the Kingdom is a better game, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's very hard for me to argue that there isn't a part of Tears of the Kingdom that isn't an elevated version of what Breath of the Wild does. But yeah, like for this conversation, I stuck with Breath of the Wild with the caveat of, you know, ask me a year from now. Ask I, me a I couple years from now. I can't you know? wait. Let to, my to opinions on Tears at. settle yeah. and all that. But yeah, Breath of the Wild is still up there for me. And I also did the thing, because every time I talk about Breath of the Wild, people call out that I pronounce breath with a F. F. And I've tried to pronounce it with a TH, and I cannot. Yeah. Like when I say it all together, I get it. It's yeah. There's a lot of it's the the, the sequencing of the letters. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's that plus the shape of my mouth. Like it is mm -hmm. really tough for me to say "Breath of the Wild." Like it's just way easier. It just rolls off the tongue easier if I say "Breath of the Wild." Yeah. So I understand I'm wrong, everybody. That's that is what it is. It is what it is. It everyone. is what it is. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Absurd Ventures announces original IP universes, American Caper, and A Better Paradise. This is from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Absurd Ventures, the company founded by Rockstar Games co-founder Dan Hauser, has announced the creation of two original storytelling universes, American Caper and A Better Paradise. 
Stories and characters from these universes will debut in a graphic novel and audio fiction series, respectively. Both are slated for release in 2024. Additional stories from these universes are in development for a wide range of formats and platforms. Quote, we're excited to introduce these two universes uh, and their characters and lore, said Hauser in a press release. They represent our approach to storytelling and media. These initial releases will allow us to introduce these universes at the same time as we're working on other iterations and expansions. Uh, this is just the beginning and quote. I'm going to pause mm. the story there because yeah. this comes at an interesting moment because yeah. earlier in the week, I believe it was me and Greg who were talking about um, Dan Hauser and this new studio that he's founded, right? The Absurd Ventures and how the recent news stories has been that Laszlo, who's historic for his work um, or known for his work on Grand Theft Auto, right? Doing the radio show, but also doing a lot of writing work and all that stuff on the GTA franchise. He's joined Absurd Ventures. There's been more people from Rockstar, like key people at Rockstar that have joined Absurd Ventures, which launched this conversation of what is going on over there? Are we going to see a GTA, GTA competitor type situation? Are we going to see big funding? Like they talk about these different kinds of media and all this stuff. What is the vision at Absurd Ventures, um, Dan Hauser's new spot? Have you thought about this? Like, is this a thing that yeah, you've been paying oh, attention to? Totally. And it, it's interesting because like my gut, without knowing too much, I would think no. I would think that they're not trying to do that. They've done that for so long at this point that they'd want to do something different. I imagine something smaller mm -hmm. um, because you literally don't get bigger than Grand Theft Auto online specifically. So uh, I, I would imagine that they want to do something that is a bit still in their wheelhouse, but like something that's more of a, a contained smaller project. And especially now hearing about them wanting to make it a universe. Like to me, that kind of says, hey, we don't want to spend 10 years working on one game. Mm hmm. Mm. I want to, uh, you know, take us into what these two projects are, because there's an overview of each of the universes. So starting off with American Caper uh, centers on two normal, badly damaged American families in a world of corrupt business, inept politics and bungling crime. Bungling. Bungling. American Caper will debut as a graphic novel that is being illustrated by renowned comic book artist Simon Bisley. Uh, and then there is A Better Paradise, right? The other project. An existential suspense thriller set in the near future. A 12-episode audio fiction series based on a better universe uh, is currently in production. Absurd Ventures is partnering with award-winning audio company Q-Code Media to co-produce the audio series. Now, again, I find these both interesting just for the fact of they talk about wanting to expand these into different mediums, trying to do different things, right? I, have, I think eventually both these things are going to be video games. And I think that's fascinating, right? The idea that as Dan Hauser, and I, we talk about like creatives finding different ways to do things, people, especially people with influence and power and who have been seasoned in, in this industry, being able to have the luxury of trying different things. I look at Kojima, for example, who like made a Death Stranding video game about delivering packages in a post-apocalyptic world and building bridges and shit. Weird ass shit, but he has the luxury to do it because he's Hideo Kojima. I find this interesting. The Death Stranding references, without spoiling anything, in Scott Pilgrim, takes off we're so good oh excellent uh but i look at these and i'm like huh like i i am curious about the idea of hey we are launching some of these uh, ip with a 12 episode audio dra audio drama or yeah like a graphic novel and like we eventually see these getting maybe television series maybe movies i think because it's dane house and because it's lazlo and because you know i think they've talked about video games and their things before we're probably gonna get games out of these things i don't know i just find it interesting yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, in, in a world where universes and IP universes are just, it, it makes you kind of like, yeah, 
repel a little bit. You're like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, man, like I don't know if I want that. Like, never forget the the dark universe and all that. And even Rest where we're at with superheroes, even with the some of the bigger, more successful universes, there's questions of like, is it too much? Or is it already too much? Has it been too much? All of that. Like, it's annoying how many conversations we've had about it at this point. So when you try to force that into a video game as well, that's complicated. Having said that, we are talking about a group of people that have done it organically in the past and how they're doing it here seems to be potentially a really smart way to start building brand awareness of these projects mm -hmm. and um, then partnering with the award-winning audio company to co-produce an audio series. That's how you do this. We always talk about Marvel games and how they partner with the different studios, like Insomniac makes Spider-Man, right? Like find mm -hmm. the right teams for the right projects. Um, and it sounds like they're trying to do that outside of games, which is exciting to me. When you look back at the GTA 3 trilogy, like mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto is one of the most important franchises of all time. Duh. But for so many more reasons than we even give it credit for, like I don't think we talk enough about the fact that GTA Vice City came out with like a 10 CD collection of all the radio station um, songs you know what i mean like yeah. and that was like a a big like premiere product that they put out and pushed like i remember video magazines covering that as if it was like a release and it's because gta cared so much not just about the game and its world but about the the multimedia side of it and like how important is music to grand theft auto oh yeah you know to nailing the decade and the feel of all that especially of the the gta 3 trilogy so rockstar they have the business mindset to pull this off and in a way that feels like because of Lasso, because of the radio DJ hosts and all that, like it felt it, like it's not just a collection of music. It felt like there was a narrative to it. It felt like it's part of the 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 world of Grand Theft Auto. I think that this is is awesome that they are trying to do this. I don't. I wouldn't think that about most people though. Yeah. Like to you, you bring it up, Kojima. It's like Kojima is one of the few uh, people surrounded by a team of people that he was able to bring with him that we kind of just trust. To, hey, he got it. Well, let them let them do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like this is a group, and that's only continuing to grow. It seems uh, of people that, yeah, they're gonna have a vision, and I think it's gonna hit. Yeah, it's one that I'm keeping my eye on for sure. Right? I think the tough thing about it is we look at other examples of companies in video games that have tried to push other mediums, whether it be like you know, let's do a limited podcast thing, or let's do a graphic novel. I look at uh, the Quarry, and the Quarry had like a podcast thing that went down. I never listened to that, and I love the Corey, and I don't really know many people that went and listened to that thing, right? The same with Closer Protocol. They had, like, mm -hmm. I think they ha they had a podcast as well. I think Greg Miller actually listened to the podcast, but that was something that I couldn't be bothered to do, and I wonder how many audiences will be bothered to check out something like this, right? I think with that, you want the name brand. You want the name recognition. I know when we talk about Kojima, uh, Kojima has that, right? I think a Sam Lake right now is somebody who has that. If Sam Lake put out a 10-episode podcast series that took place within the Remedy Connected Universe, I think people would listen to that. Mm -hmm. I... Don't know if Dan Houser. You have to earn that, right? Yeah. Dan Houser, even though he's been around long enough to have earned it, I when I think of GTA, I don't necessarily think about, about the Houser brothers. I more so just think about Rockstar Absolutely, as an yeah. entity. Totally, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I think it's different though, where I think where uh, the Sam Lakes or Kojimas, in different ways, like people might listen to them, and because they're doing it, they're they're going to be involved. Whereas yeah. I think that these people just have the inherent talent and vision to make products, products and projects that people are going to want and i can see this audio uh, thing not necessarily being made for gamers but being made for people that listen to audio dramas mm -hmm. and kind of getting word of mouth there to create the ip not working backwards from games but working towards games from something else yeah you get what i'm saying like yeah. and and you don't need to know the hauser brothers to know that matters i see the, the potentially better paradise becoming a hit in a, a place outside of games 
maybe not. I'm not saying that's like the most likely thing, but everything they're saying here, I'm like, I'm not betting against it. Yeah. I also like the fact that I look at these and I'm like, these are going to come out. Like I could see these happening within the next year. Yes. Right. The that's fact, a great point. And like video games are a thing that take a while to, to, to get going, especially if you are trying to have a studio that wants to spin up multiple projects that is going to take you a while to do especially as a new studio if that if the, if they as a new studio were like hey let's start making new games we're not going to see those games for at least five years mm-hmm. and i'm sure dan hauser and probably laszlo too are like well we've worked on gta 6 for 10 years right like we've not had a sequel to gta 5 in 10 years of course red dead redemption 2 comes in um, in between those but those are five-year dev cycles we're talking about between those things i'm sure as a creative you want people to to get eyes on what you're working on, right? You want people to experience your creative product. And with that, yeah, like, I think we'll get this podcast. I think we'll get this graphic novel. And maybe on top of that, like, the next year, we get a TV series or we get something else, especially if these things are successful. No telling if these are going to be successful yet. You know, like, that's going to be have to be a big wait and see. But if they are, I think that's where you st- slowly start to go, all right, now let's keep feeding them. Let's keep feeding them. And now, finally, like, we have a game ready. And now here's your game, right? Mm-hmm. And it could be an open world GTA game type situation. It could be something like um, As Dust Falls that we yeah, got last 100%. year. That's a narrative, you know, 2D weird thing. That's choose your own adventure. But I think that's the, that's what you want in the space, right? You want people to be able to do different things and have different ideas. And you want even people who are seasoned in the industry and have like a history in the, in the industry to be able to go, all right, I've done the big, the big AAA thing with my talents. I've made the thing that's like, you know, the sales that has the sales power that people want. Now I'm going to make something that I want. Right? I think that's the thing that you want to see as well. And yep. so, curious about it. Keep my eye on it. I'm also keeping my eye on GTA 6. <laughs> so I want moment. that trailer. Yeah. Where's that damn trailer? Yeah. Drop it. What if we just drop tomorrow? What if they're like, when we said early December, we meant the earliest you could yeah. possibly see in December. Midnight tonight, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Story number two. Dragon's Dogma 2 will be Capcom's first $70 game. This is Isaiah Colbert at IGN. During Capcom's special Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase yesterday, we not only learned the release date for the hotly anticipated sequel, uh, hotly anticipated sequel action role-playing game. That's a weird organization for those words. But we also (laughs) learned it will be the company's first $70 game. The PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Steam standard editions of the game are all listed at $70, with the deluxe edition being priced at $80. Tim, it continues to happen. Are you ready? To ride in the streets. <laughs> are, you ready? are you ready to pick up your pitchforks? No, I mean, I, I think this is where we're at. And I, I'm, I'm surprised that this is Capcom's first game. But I, I feel like we're just slowly inching there where it's just going to become the norm for yeah. games like that. And it uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Does Is there any other take you have on it? No, I think, I mean, I, I, the only take I have is like, get it out the way now so you can charge $70 for Monster Hunter. Because yeah. you know that's what they really want to do. Like I mean, Dragon's yeah. Dogma is going to do well for sixty for seventy dollars, I think, right? But I think Dragon's Dogma is still a bit more niche. I think it is. Hey, let's do it now. I think with RE4, maybe it gets harder because because people see it as a remake. Mm-hmm. And RE Village before that, that was cross gen, right? Yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. one that came on PS4. Totally. So I think this is actually their this has been their first chance to do something like this. Um, and yeah, I think they're like, hey, let's do it when we can, so that when we finally put out Monster Hunter, we know we're going to sell. 10 million units yeah. or whatever it is, we're able to go, all right, and it's $70 and make a bunch of money off that. And so I see the vision. Yeah, and it's interesting here with the deluxe edition being priced at 80. Um, I don't know exactly what's coming with the deluxe edition here, but I, I do think it's interesting that in recent times, I feel like collector's editions and the, as the price of games has gotten higher and higher towards that $70 point, I feel like the collector's editions 
there's always going to be the crazy $130 whatever ones, but I feel like the just deluxe edition is just $10 more, mm -hmm. where I feel like it used to be more than that. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that I'm like, it, I wonder if that's going to stay the same or if they mm -hmm. found their sweet spot or if we're going to start seeing the collector's editions, like the average rise up to like $90 or something. But, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, from the outside looking in, I'm someone who never really buys the collector's editions. Um, like even like when I was in my heyday of uh, being in Best Buy Gamers Club Ultimate or I, I'm I butchered that, but like being the Best Buy thing, right? Like I would buy physical games all the time. You couldn't, I, I couldn't care less about the special editions. If the choice was between, oh, I'll have a $70 option for a regular edition and then $80 will get me like some extra things with it. I might be inclined to actually push for the $80. And that's the thing. I think that might be the strategy, right? Like maybe mm. cut out all the extra bullshit that they add for the collector's editions and just be like, hey, let's give them a couple fucking outfits. Let's give them, yeah, give them some stickers. something that they might actually like want in the game. And, you know, just the way human brain works. It's yeah. like, all right, I'll upgrade to 80 bucks. And I think when you talk about how much digital sales are taking over as well, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, you, if somebody's going physical already, there's a reason why they want to go physical. Like, they might be somebody who's collecting. They yeah. might be somebody who just likes the tangibility of it. And if they like that, I think they're they're more likely in the camp of somebody who's, who wants a deluxe edition or a special edition of a thing. And But even then, though, I feel like digital deluxe edition is... Like, that's made its way into gaming lexicon. Like, yeah. That, I feel like, is an expectation for games to have. And, man... They, but, fucking, like, they fucking did it, bless. Is that weird, they though? slowly, over time, just made it all happen, and we're just like, yeah, this is the standard Because I've never, now. like, I've you never... fucking got us. Again, I'm such not a deluxe edition person, so I've never thought that deeply about it. But, like, digital deluxe editions. Yeah. What's in there? I mean, <laughs> what, it's just... It's usually, soundtrack? It, yeah, it'll be, like, soundtrack. It'll be, like, Extra weird costumes. PDF costumes and, like... What are we doing? Gun skins and shit like that. Yeah. In-game currency. Is that what we're doing, though? Like, oh, yes, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. we're doing. That's what we've the, been doing. The absolute minimum. Is that minimum. not whack? <laughs> like, oh, let's be real here. whack as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just get the physical deluxe edition. It comes with a cool steel book, probably. You no know? game inside. A little game? Maybe a little, <laughs> little statue. No, no, no game. I'm saying no game inside. Oh, yeah, no game inside. You're right. yeah, yeah. Remember back in the day where they what had to cancel like the Batman Arkham Knight like statue because like the the quality of the statue was like really bad or some shit. Fucking remember wild. Fallout seventy six and how oh, the bag yes. was a oh, bad yeah. material and people were mad like <laughs> really mad. God, I remember when I pre ordered Wind Waker on GameCube and I got a, a GameCube disc that had Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on it and Zelda one and Zelda two. Fuck yeah! And it's like God Let's damn. Go. Bring back those days. Let's go. That Meanwhile, was awesome. I ordered Master Quest. Come on. I order a physical Nintendo game. They give me a little coin. I don't know what to do with this little coin. You, yeah. get, you remember those? You oh, get yeah. those? Oh, of course. What am I supposed to do with that thing? I don't know. When, I, when I got Overwatch, the physical edition, um, and this wasn't even like the digital, like the or the deluxe. It was just like the regular fifty dollars founders edition of Overwatch. It had like a license plate thing in there. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I, and I don't want to throw it away because I don't know. Like, it seems like something somebody wants to have, and so I just keep it in a bin in my closet. And now my bin is just full of just crap. Yeah. And I hate when they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Like some of these, the Final Fantasy 16 uh, stuff is just, I wanted to get some of it because I'm like, mm -hmm. I love this game. This is fucking cool. But I'm also like, do I really need a cloth map? Oh, don't no. get started. I love a good cloth map though. <laughs> one, uh, the only two I have though are the God of War 2018 and Ragnarok because those are just so fucking cool. Not a cloth map, but like a different kind of map. I did appreciate 
GTA's GTA's usually came with like the in-game map as like oh, a poster. Oh yeah, and then the poster. On and the then like side, on the other side of the sick. map, it was basically the the not the a collector's edition. But that was, that was just the manual, right? That yeah. was just in the in the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was yeah. just part. It was like another thing that was next to the manual, which so I was cool. gonna reference earlier because you were talking about like the multimedia aspect of GTA. I always appreciated, at least for GTA San Andreas. I don't remember what the other ones were, but San Andreas manual was basically kind of like a tour guide thing yeah. for so San sick. Andreas. Cool as hell. I remember when I first got that game. I it was like the morning before school where like my uncle was like hey I got this game that you're gonna like and he like bought it for me and like delivered it like the, one of the mornings he was over and I was like oh hell yeah I've heard of I didn't say hell yeah because I was a kid but I was like I've heard of this game I'm very excited for this um I took the manual and just brought the manual to school and just read it during class because I was so excited to hell play yeah. that game I when I got that, home dude I love that so much. I remember like uh Mario All-Stars I which was the first game I actually owned um I took the manual to school and I just read the manual for Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> front to back, front to we back. We were so simple. We were so like, we're simple. We were pleased by no the smallest internet. things. There yeah. was no anything. We were just seeing little pictures of Mario in different poses. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, going to get that power up one day. Ask me any of the games that I own physically. Do they even have manuals in there? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. But as a kid, I was obsessed over every single aspect so cool, of these man. games, dude. Man. Let me tell you what you should be obsessed with. Patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. We got a lot of content over there that you can be obsessed with, like kind of feudy, like the next gen podcast and so much more, but you can also be obsessed with getting shows ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by shady rays. Tis the season of giving, get the perfect gift for a special someone yourself or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures with an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. You already know I've been out Pokemon going and Shady Rays have been making me look as dope as I want out into the real world. And that's not all. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. You can go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com for their biggest sale of the year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. We're fucking back, everyone. The story, you just said a bad word after an hour. Ah, Look at you. Look at you. Now, who is it? Shady Rays are going to be so mad at us. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> we're sorry, I'm sorry Shady, Shady Rays. Rays. Uh, story number three. 
CD Projekt says, New and hotly anticipated gameplay elements are coming to Cyberpunk 2077. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. A Cyberpunk 2077 update releasing next week will feature new and hotly anticipated gameplay elements. Uh, update 2.1. Why'd you laugh at that? This is hotly anticipated. It's like when Keely says raw gameplay. Yeah, it's like new and hotly anticipated. What, what's going to be in there? That's so hotly anticipated. Maybe I can finally play the game stealthily. It's like, first of all, oh, okay. Actually, uh, yeah, I get it. I, get it. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, I still want to play that game like it's Deus Ex, and I still can't play that game like it's fucking Deus Ex. I was going to say, I don't know what I have left on my list of things for, for Cyberpunk that would be, like, hotly anticipated for me. Zio VGM says third person mode. I guess. So you yeah. get to see your V. I yeah, don't, you're right. I don't get to see my I, I V. Feel like they got mirrors. Have to completely rework. Um, <laughs> they have hella mirrors in that game. They have hella mirrors in that game. You'd have to completely rework, like, how, like, shooting feels. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like, I think if it went third person, then, like, all of a sudden, the character animation looks. People are going to get mad at me for saying this, but it's true. The character animation is going to look like a Bethesda game. And I don't want that. I don't want, like, the, like, oh, man, because it's first person and third person, we have to make sure that, like, all the motion of the characters have to, you know, align with what it's going to be, and the arms are going to have to stay here and go here. It's like, oh, no, I don't want that. If you're going to make a third person game, just make a third person. That's my hot take for the day. Damn. We can wrap it up, everybody. Wrap it Plus up. This is hot take. Ba -da -ba -ba -bow. Bow, bow. Update 2.1 will launch alongside Cyberpunk Ultimate Edition on December 5th. Quest director, Powell Sasko, and producer, Monica Janoska uh, will be discussing the update during a Twitch live stream on December 1st at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Sick. CD Projekt announced Cyberpunk 2077 Ultimate Edition earlier this month, building, bundling the, the base game with its Phantom Liberty expansion. Uh, it'll be released digitally and physically in select markets. Cool. 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 Story number four. <laughs> uh, Earthbound creator says Nintendo considered Mother 3 translation, but it was complicated. This is Cat Bailey and Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Strap on. I can't wait to hear. I said strap on. I meant strap up. <laughs> strap in. Strap in. It's, a, it's not a Friday. It's a Thursday. I know it is a Thursday. But what? What? How's it complicated? Let's see. And also, I was okay. Strap in because this is a longer one. So, but it's a fun one. So, strap in. Mother 3 is one of the most <laughs> hotly desired RPGs ever, having never received an official translation in North America, despite the cult popularity of its pre predecessor, Earthbound. Rumors of an official localization persisted for years, with Nintendo even creating a parody video in which former Nintendo of America president Reggie fils blows up a journalist asking about the release. I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, that was like... There was an era of the Nintendo Directs where they went wild. Remember the puppet one? I do remember the puppet one. Yeah. Like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah. uh, but over the years, uh, series creator Shigesato Itoi has never weighed in on the discussion, at least until now. In the brand new documentary titled Earthbound USA, Itoi finally opens up about the release of the long-desired sequel, saying he would love for people in the U.S. to play Mother 3. Quote, I've talked about it with Nintendo before. Apparently... They were presented with the offer to use the translation, but they said it wasn't quite as simple as that. I think it'd be really interesting if they took up the offer. It'd be hard to make something like that, or sorry, it'd be hard to make something like, say, an automobile with fans, but doing it with software, I believe there'd be a chance to make something that would be better than what the company could have made on their own, end quote. What the? <laughs> <laughs> what part of that? <laughs> just, just like, 
Hey, not, bringing up an automobile? He's not wrong. If me, if me and you, Tim, try to make an automobile with our fans, nah, man. do you know how hard that would be? It would be real bad, but if we just had to translate a game, we yeah. could do that. <laughs> like, unless they're... Unless they worked at like an automobile maker, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it'd probably be easier. This is but if we just picked up some random fans, it'd be hard. It would be hard. Uh, quote, usually when I'm done with something, I'm done with it for good. You can't give up on projects you're in the middle of, but when you put an end to something, it's best just to leave it alone. The older you get, the more stories there are for you, end quote. Put that way, it sounds like Etoy would genuinely like uh, for there to be a Mother 3 localization, but is reluctant to return to work on the project himself, as he considers it a closed chapter in his life. Notably, uh, his pinning the decision on Nintendo is consistent with other stories we've heard over the years. The game's producer, Shinichi Kamioka, told Nintendo Everything, Nintendo Everything being a name of the outlet, uh, last year that he'd also love to see Mother 3 released in the U.S. and Europe, and that he continues to wait for a worldwide English release. And former president, former Nintendo president, Reggie fils said the decision uh, not to localize it was based on the business needs and the business situation at the time when he was asked about it last year. Knowing that, it seems like the onus really is on Nintendo for this one. So feel free to keep holding up giant localized Mother 3 signs at every wrestling event. Maybe someday they'll change their minds. But sad as it is for Mother fans that Itoi is seemingly done being involved, he seems so happy with himself as an artist that it's hard to argue with him. So basically the whole story, it's Nintendo's fault. You think he's about to go make some cars? <laughs> you think that's where that comment came from? I don't he's know. like, hey, listen, all right, listen. I've been I've been looking at the cars a lot recently. <laughs> and let me tell you, all right, this Mother 3 translation, I don't think it's kind of easy. Do you know what would be hard? Making a car with fans. <laughs> you know how every once in a while we get to the out today section of this show mm. and then we say the name of the game and we're like, wait, what? That's out already? Like that's coming out today? That sounds wrong. Mm-hmm. Or there'll be times where it's like, wait, didn't that come out like three years ago? And it's yeah. like, no, it just never came out. Mother 3 is one that for some reason, I have convinced myself that that we won and that it's been out for years. Like, I mean, how has it not fucking happened? And I understand we just read a news story explaining how. I still don't get it, though. I, I don't fucking get it. I think at this point, like kind of to your point, it's been so long that we even got the fan translation of Mother 3 that if Nintendo released an official version of that fan translation, how many more people would even play it? How many of us have already just played the fan translation who have wanted to play it? I mean, yeah, I, I do not think in any way, shape, or form Mother 3 would be a mega hit. Yeah. I think everybody understands that, and that's fine. doesn't need to be. But we got Star Fox 2 released. Yeah. An, unre- an unfinished, unreleased game. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we're going to put out the Super NES, whatever the hell, mini, classic, yeah. tiny little guy. And it's now, isn't it also available on Nintendo Switch Online at this point as well? I don't think so. Maybe. Star Fox 2? Maybe, yeah, yeah that, that'd be interesting. That's but like, one. I never thought we'd actually get that officially released, but mm-hmm. we did, and we don't have Mother 3? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, not, not weird, because again, the story explains it. I, it. And based on the comment from Reggie Fizme, it is based on like, you know, think about the way Nintendo works. Yeah, like I get it. Like Earthbound isn't your highest selling franchise. There's, uh, you know, you, if, even when you're, deeping, when you're digging deep into the Duffy of Nintendo IP to bring back or, or flesh out or whatever, you get to a Pikmin before you get to an Earthbound. Weirdly enough, because, like, I don't know, man. I care way more about an Earthbound than a Pikmin. But I understand, though, right? Like, hey, like, you know, Pikmin is more active. We, ha- we know we have a fan base for Pikmin. If we, we know if we bring back Pikmin, we're going to sell at least three million. Mm. If you bring back Earthbound, I think they just don't know. Like, I think they just don't have faith in the idea of it. 
So again, just put it on Nintendo Switch Online. It's especially since recently they just started adding Game Boy Advance games. Just implement the uh, fan translation there. Boom. And then see how many, like, what's the uptick in uh, subscriptions and stuff just to play that. I agree. Like, the fact that we got F-099. That's totally different, though. How? Like, that's a new <laughs> game. I get, yeah, well, but like I think just the, bringing back the IP though, because F Zero for me is one where what was the last F Zero game on the GameCube? GX, yeah. I mean, that's, technically it was a GBA. I think it was Maximum Velocity. Yeah, that's so long ago. Yeah, and like you bring it, and I like again F Zero ninety nine, fantastic idea, like fantastic iteration of it, and I think it makes sense. Hey, yeah. we have this ninety nine brand, this Battle Royale brand. We use it to you know flesh out old IP. F-Zero fits the bill. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Earthbound. You can't really make an Earthbound, Earthbound 99. 99. Let's yeah. go. Why not? Just all turn-based battles with Metroid each other. Metroid Dread after like 14 years of it being just on ice. Here's the thing, though. Like, I, I think it'd be, we won't know until it happens if they put out a brand new Earthbound. That would be the only like real test of this. Because like, yeah. just putting out Mother 3, it's going to be what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, I still I don't think Earthbound hits as hard as like any of the franchises you're even talking about here. In like terms Pikmin of or F Zero? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean F Zero, but no, even then, I think F Zero I mean, beats see, it. My counter argument is how many games take influence from Earthbound nowadays, right? Like Undertale. Name one other. Then Undertale. Yeah. Sea of Stars. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not, that's no. Sea of Stars more bit. Chrono Trigger. More Chrono Trigger. I get. Well, there's like the In Stars in Time, and there's like there's the uh, Everwild. No, not Everwild. That's the one that's unreleased from Rare. Ever, there's an ever game that Imran really Sounds likes. like you're naming a whole bunch of 10 million plus sellers. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, these aren't telling me 10 million plus sellers, except for Undertale. But Undertale is still yeah. my point, right? Oh, the yeah, fact yeah. that Undertale has such a cult, and not even cult following, mm-hmm. has such a following, right? Like, people love Undertale. People mess with it, right? People are, like, highly anticipated the, ne- the, the next thing. I think the only other RPG in that style that has, like, the weird, quirky energy that will be able to stand up to that is an Earthbound. Like, I think if yeah. you bring back an Earthbound, it could have undertale levels of success to it yeah it, it there's a lot of coulds there and you're not wrong i just feel mm. like it, i think that a, a, a more apt comparison would be to like fire emblem specifically because of the smash side of it all where mm-hmm. like super smash brothers is how the majority of people know marth or ness yeah right like i don't think that's debatable mm-hmm. so they followed that up by releasing the Fire Emblem games like over time, but it really wasn't until Awakening and then Three Houses that it's like, all right, cool. Fire Emblem is a freaking hit franchise for Nintendo. They, those games sell incredibly well, um, and they can keep putting them out. And they keep selling well. We haven't seen that. Like, we just never got more Earthbound, and I don't because of, we haven't, and it's been so long. I don't know that it it hits that way. They would need a like the Three Houses moment for an Earthbound for that to to really pop off, and I just don't. I don't have faith in it. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I feel like that's just a harder, the, the expectations like, are loftier. So in chat, people are asking, what I, somebody said Eastward. Eastward is not what I was referring to, but Eastward is also a good example. I was thinking of Everhood. Um, and like, again, none of the games I'm mentioning are crazy sellers, but there are games that, that have good reception that people look forward to. And like, I think there's a brand of RPG that people like there. I think the thing that, in terms of what you're talking about, right? I think you're right. Um, I think, I, but I do think that at its core, when you talk about Earthbound, it's just a JRPG. And JRPGs are a popular genre, right? Or at least they have an audience that flock to it. Nintendo loves making JRPGs. I know Xenoblade Chronicles, on another level, I don't think an Earthbound is going to sell as much as Xenoblade Chronicles. But, like, 
you know, Nintendo isn't veering away from making JRPGs. I think Earthbound also just has the uniqueness factor to it too. Absolutely. That yeah. it's weird, it's quirky, it's like everything about its style is distinct. And I think that does hit. Like I think there, I, I don't think it's a surefire bet, but I think there is a version of Earthbound that does really, if you make a new one that does really well, that sells 7 million. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I, did, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things that would need to, to line up and check out. Like, I feel like an Earthbound can't just come out and be pretty good. It would need to be mind blowing. And I feel mm -hmm. like Undertale kind of did it. Like, I think that's almost like, Undertale I think works against Earthbound, not for it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, especially with how dominant Xenoblade has, or, uh, yeah, Xenoblade has become uh, over the last couple iterations of the franchise. Like, I feel like that more anime-inspired JRPG is uh, a, a when th those are good, the expectations are in a different place. Where I feel like it's more primed and ready to be a hit critically and sales-wise. Whereas the quirky, gimmicky, uh, more like just we're just normal people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I think that's just a much tougher sell, and especially when you know the indies have done it right. Like I think like it's a, a similar thing we talk about a lot of like like how, how do you put out a 2d platformer a, like a a uh, a first party 2d platformer nowadays and have it really compete with what the the smaller indie teams have done over yeah. the years because like there's just a, a different understanding of but what think, makes that shit tick. i don't know i think if you can do it with pikmin i understand pikmin's a different genre or whatever but pikmin is so fucking weird like if you can make something as weird as pikmin work for its audience and like sell it but pikmin's not I think Earthbound Weird. is more. I think Earthbound is more palpable than Pikmin. No way. But, but yeah. Pikmin's just a, a strategy game, though. Like, the, the, all the weirdness isn't what makes like Pikmin be. I don't even but know what you mean by Pikmin being weird. I guess like I look Earthbound's at Pikmin, weird. Pikmin's not weird. Earth, uh, but Earthbound is weird and like the aesthetic is weird. Earthbound, though, at its core, it's just a JRPG with a story that's like you know like uh, the, the story is like sci-fi. Okay, the story is weird. Yeah. But like I, I guess for me as someone who's not played Pikmin, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I feel like I feel like playing as a little spaceman with like your little fucking plant creatures that follow you and you throw them and like I I look at that and I'm like that's such a specific game that is not for me and I feel like it's for Pikmin's a very specific weird. audience. Pikmin's fucking I think Pikmin's weird. weird. Yeah, it's it's one of the more like I, I would put it on the same level of. No way. Look, yeah, here's, dude. here's 100%. The, Pikmin's as weird as Mario's weird. He's an Italian plumber that eats a mushroom and gets big and fights turtles and goes down pipes. Mm -hmm. None of these things. But you're right. Up. But like, here's with Mario. My the weirdest of Mario stuck around so long that it's not weird anymore, right? Like every kid and everybody like understands what Mario is, and you look at it, and you look at that aesthetic and IP, and you're like, oh, that's Mario. I get it. We understand it. The mushroom makes him bigger. <laughs> it's great. Pikmin. Like you show Pikmin to a mom and they get scared. They're like, what the fuck is that? I don't like. That's my kid. <laughs> like, if I showed up, a Pikmin, child brings Pikmin uh, to their parent, their parents taking them to a fucking uh, if you show, like church. If you show a normal person like five seconds of gameplay of Pikmin and five seconds of gameplay of Earthbound, they get the exact same thing. They're like, are those the same game? Because both of those are fucking weird when you just showed me. I, I, see, look, the, the word weird, like it, it's so weirdly subjective when it, it comes is, to this stuff is. that it almost doesn't matter. But I think that for the intent of the word of what we're talking about, I think that Earthbound, like it's a core tenant of that game, yeah. that it's weird. Whereas Pikmin, it's like some of the things about Pikmin undeniably are weird in the same way it is for Mario, the same way it is for other things. But like, I think that it is a goal for Earthbound to be weird. I guess I don't know. I think, but I think that's part of its charm. Like, oh, I think, absolutely. But yeah, hundred percent. And I, I mean, to the same thing with Pikmin. I think Pikmin's weirdness is part of its charm, right? I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I think the I, when we're talking about the gameplay of both these games, again, both of them are straightforward, and I'll argue that Earthbound's gameplay is more straightforward than Pikmin's gameplay. Yeah, but see, but I think you're you're touching on like where I'm at with this, where uh -huh. it's like 
the weird, the point of Earthbound is its story, and its story is weird. Whereas Pikmin, mm. the weirdness is just an aesthetic around a strategy. Okay, game. sure, yeah, okay. You know, whereas like, that. like with the RPG side of it, it's like the story is so much more important than the Pikmin story. <laughs> okay, I feel that. But I don't know. I think that works to its benefit. I think the weirdness of Earthbound story is actually what sets it apart and gives it more. Like Undertale story is weird as fuck. I'm so, I'm, so, yeah. I'm so with you. What I'm saying is I think it's a lot easier to meet expectations or exceed them when it comes to making a strategy game than when it comes to succeeding at making a weird story work. Okay. It's just hard. I and I feel like to, to accomplish that, to then get the critical reception and then the sales reception, it's just there's so many more hurdles for an Earthbound than a Pikmin. Uh, and we're talking about Pikmin, a strategy game. Yeah. <laughs> like already a fairly niche genre uh, in, in modern times. Uh, but the game sells great there's that nintendo factor so earthbound just needs to be good enough and i i think if an earthbound came out i think it'd be hidden i think it crosses a million oh for, for sure. sure i but like i i don't think it's a guaranteed three million really i, I think really it hits, don't i think it hits pikmin numbers easy if not succeed like overtakes <sighs> that interesting yeah i'm gonna think about this more yeah though. like uh, no, i'm not th i'm not thought too deep like this is me freestyling this argument but now that we've talked about it, I'm going to go home. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to come back it. to you. Come back to me. Yeah. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Games cast topic. What is the weirdest game? What is the <laughs> weirdest, most successful game? Story number five. Let's talk about Fury Demake. Uh, Fury Demake The Chain is now available for PC. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu. The game bakers and Sylph have released Fury Demake The Chain, an 8-bit inspired demake of Fury's final boss fight uh, for a piece. Oh, no, Fury's first boss fight, excuse me, uh, for PC via Steam as a free download. This minigame is one boss fight. It is a 10 to 30 minute uh, minutes fight for uh, more with Fury or difficulty or to get an S rank. Um, I bring this up as a new story because I brought Fury up yesterday just oh. as a you know deal of the day for you because Fury, really cool indie game that came out a lot of years ago now at this point like i want to say i played it almost a decade yeah it was which like 2014 is really weird to think about because i feel like i played it just yesterday right like yeah this game came out almost a decade ago um it's a boss rush uh action game uh i i compared the art style of it a bit to like a afro samurai but like it very much has its own thing going on as well um a lot of bullet hell elements but, but then also like once you get close, once you close in on a boss, it kind of like changes the camera angle and you get into like this mono a mono like melee type fight. It's really cool, really fun. Um, and yeah, like out of nowhere, they released this demake of it that is 2D pixel art. It's just like the first 30 minutes of the game, the first boss fight, but it's really cool. And so shout out to that. Yeah, that's rad as hell. Love demakes. And it's free. So go check it out. Story number six. Resident Evil 4 remake VR mode is releasing in December. This is Evan Campbell at GameSpot. You might never have the cool jacket or perfect hair of Leon Kennedy. They don't know who they're talking to. I know. Jesus yeah, Christ. They don't know they're talking to Tim Gettys. Uh, but you can go behind his eyes with the release of the Resident Evil 4 VR mode on December 8th. Capcom, don't phrase it like that. What? I don't want to be behind Leon's eyes. No, get behind his eyes. This is weird. Get behind his eyes. Uh, Capcom has announced the free add-on will arrive alongside a demo for all PSVR 2 owners on PS5 2. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR mode features the entire main story of the game and includes 3D audio. In addition, Capcom notes there's also a shooting range to test out physical interactions with the various weapons in the game, like the iconic handgun or rifles. This shooting range mode will also be part of the free demo for PSVR 2 owners. Tim, are you, are you excited for it? Oh my god, this looks crazy. You right. know what, man? I kind of am. This, yeah, I'm looking at this trailer right now. I'm like, yo, this kind of looks... 
really cool. Yeah, like I, I'm not gonna replay through this game again, but mm -hmm. I, I actually think I'm. I keep threatening that I'm going to borrow your PSVR too. Yeah, but I think I might, I might I, need to do that. I want to pop in. I'm into pretty this. sure it's here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, that that looks. I want to try that because I feel like I know Resident Evil Four is already in VR. The Resident Evil Four remake in VR. Yeah. I want to see what that looks like and how how it plays, but like. Motion on. Like, what are we what are we dealing with these days in terms of how am I moving around? Am I holding the dual sense? Am I just playing a normal no, game? No, you're, hold, you're holding the dual. You're holding the sense controllers. Okay. Yeah, it's like two dual senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned right, into right, medical. Right. Like, sorry, how am I moving though? How am I like? Oh, I see, I see. Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think you're probably pressing forward on the analog stick if I had to guess. Yeah. Because you want okay. the freedom of motion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing that. You're clicking right and left to like shift right and left. You might do a little blink mm -hmm. as you shift right and left. It's really cool. You know, it doesn't break the immersion at all. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but you're also playing Resident Evil 4, which sounds pretty exciting. Story number seven, our final news story. Baldur's Gate 3 gets a huge patch. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Larian has released Baldur's Gate 3's hotly anticipated patch five. Barry, did you add that? <laughs> I, I, I did think about adding a banana today. I have not added anything That's to this. Very no way. Funny. I'm 100% I'm serious. Hotly anticipated. Hotly, are these the same website that's using the hotly anticipated? Oh, I digress. I hotly anticipated. Uh, which adds loads of new content to the sprawling dungeons and dragons role-playing game. Uh, patch 5 fixes slowdown issues caused by patch 4. <laughs> adds a brand new epilogue providing closure to each character's journey and even new game modes. Uh, the new playable epilogue gameplay, accessible to all players loading um, loading the game prior to the final fight, takes place before the credits. Players find themselves in camp six months after the events of Baldur's Gate 3's story, where they meet new friends and old, and old uh, taking all the time they need to say their goodbyes to the party. Larian calls this epilogue a final goodbye. Uh, quote, for the writers of Larian, this final goodbye has been some of the most complex writing in the game so far, as it takes advantage of the game's reactivity across the entire adventure, the developer said. A gigantic tree of permutations defines the content, with new writing, 3,589 lines to be exact, cinematics, and even characters joining the, uh, the get-together at camp organized by Withers, end quote. Elsewhere, Patch 5 adds two new game modes, Honor Mode and Custom Mode, Honor mode makes the game more difficult in and out of combat and introduces over 30 new tweaks to, to all the game's boss fights with a new legendary action system designed to catch players off guard and increase the challenge. Now bosses can perform new actions, adding twists and turns to all major fights throughout the game, Larian said. Custom mode, on the other hand, lets players pick and choose a type of experience best for them. Options include the ability to hide the required role to succeed dice checks, which gives a more realistic D&D experience, as well as the ability to hide enemy HP in battle. Again, more closely simulating the tabletop style. Other options include short rests, fully healing the party, disabling death saving throws, and hiding failed perception checks, which means you'll never know uh, there was even a role to begin with. Wow. A huge update. Yeah, this does sound hotly anticipated. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I think this is probably the most hotly anticipated hotly anticipated thing on this Roper Report, and so good on them. Good on them. Say hotly That's anticipated one more time. Hotly, hotly anticipated. Anticipated. I don't want to meet the maniac who looks at Baldur's Gate 3 and goes, we need to make this combat more difficult. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you, are, like, who, like, I'm on normal difficulty, and it's already kicking my ass. I understand that's me as somebody who's like, you know, new to this kind of combat system. And I'm, I'm, you know, that I'm a casual. Me. That I'm a really scared me. I <laughs> yeah. jumped out of my seat. Greg Miller busted into the room <laughs> seemingly to get a coffee. It's the door. 
It's the door. No, I saw him bust <laughs> through the room. You saw him bust? Yeah, through the door. Through the door, he busted. Wow. Um, yeah. The fact that you're like, I want more difficult Baldur's Gate 3. Never meet me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you meet me, if you see me on the streets, turn the other way. Mm -hmm. um, but no, that's really cool. The fact that they're adding like new stuff to all the fights, that's dope as hell. And yeah, like I'm somebody who, when I finally go back to Baldur's Gate 3, which I do periodically every now and then, um, I think I'm finally going to go into the custom mode and figure out like how to tweak things to my favor. Because... I've, I've been told by people, just turn it to easy. I think Andy was like, yo, just turn it to easy. It'll be good for you. Yeah. And I'm too stubborn. No shame, dude. Just do I'm it, man. I'm too stubborn. Like, I've, I've only, I've, in the last few years, maybe in, like, the last six, seven years, I can only think of, like, a couple of times where I've turned the game difficulty to easy because yeah. I was like, this is more enjoyable. One of those was Wolfenstein 2. Huh, when I turned really? Wolfenstein 2, oh, dude, when I turned Wolfenstein 2 to easy, and this is also, remember, this is... Was this the last boss fight as well? No, I, this is early in the game. Really? I oh, didn't shit. love the, the, combat. the combat of Wolfenstein 2 until mm -hmm. I turned it to easy. Because, like, this is the second half of 2017. If you remember, Nazis were in vogue back then. Like, there were Nazis, there were Nazis on the streets. I know there still are, right? But, like, 2017, yeah. they're about it. <laughs> they had signs. And they're, so what is this about making the game easier? You just wanted to I kill wanted to fuckers. mow down Nazis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I wanted... <laughs> oh, man. I was having a blast playing mm. Wolfenstein 2 on easy mode. It was another one of those games, Alan Wake 2. No, I let Alan Wake 2 rock. Which, honestly, I, I probably should have turned Alan Wake 2 on easy. I loved, I loved killing fools with just, like, three bullets and not an entire clip. It was great. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I'm sure there's, like, one or two other games I probably turned to easy. But I refuse to do it for Baldur's Gate 3 for some reason. I think it's because whenever I do succeed in a combat scenario, it feels so good. Yeah. I love that feeling of succeeding. But I think there are a few. There are some specific things about combat that I can see myself being like, I'm going to turn so this off. It's not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, not even worth it. And so uh, good on you, Larian, for good the update. You. Maybe, you'll be up, maybe you'll be nominated next year for best ongoing. What's next year? So far away. It's so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look, Tim? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. I missed the name, but somebody in chat was like, yeah, they were out here in Tiki Torches. And that's what I'm talking about. After I saw the Tiki Torches, I was like... I gotta, I gotta pick up this Wolfenstein 2 game and mow down some of these motherfuckers. Dude, fucking, like, they, I'm tired of these Nazis out here with their tiki torches. They, like, you can't look at a tiki torch now and like feel good about it. Right? It's weird. And like, even like, every time we get to January 6th now, I'm mm -hmm. like, what a weird day. Yeah, thank you know? God our like, kind of funny anniversary is January 5th. Yeah. But even that, <laughs> it feels, it sounds it too feels bad. It like every time I bring weird. it up, every single time I say that date, yeah. people... Their first reaction is, like, thank cool. God it's not the 6th. Yeah, where are we like, on the 5th? damn, man, we're on January 6th Eve. Man. Out today, we got Bio Meeting for Switch, Gangs of Sherwood for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC, Hitman Blood Money Reprisal for iOS and Android, Turok 3 Shadow, Shadow of Oblivion Remastered for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Toaster Ball for Switch, TV, T-E-V-I -E uh, for PC and Switch, Pinball M for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. New dates for you. Turnip Boy robs a bank. Got delayed to January 18th, 2024. Sick. Leica Aged Through Blood launches December 5th on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, and PS5. The Switch version launches January 11th. Uh, New Cycle launches January 18th, 2024 in Early Access on Steam. Sons of the Forest leaves Early Access on February 22nd. The Rumblefish Plus launches December 21st on Xbox Dang. One, PS4, Switch, and PC. And then The Legend of Legacy <laughs> HD. What? <laughs> 
Remastered is coming. Why do they have HD and Remastered in there? Was there already... Why Legend and Legacy in the same title? The Legend of Legacy HD Remastered is the name of this video game, which means... There was a Legend of Legacy. Mm-hmm. Then they made an HD version. Yes. And then they're like, it's been long enough. Let's remaster it. Yep. Naughty Dog shit. Good for them. Good for them. What do you think is the next crime Turnip Boy is going to commit? Because he evaded tax evasion at first. Now he's going to rob a bank. Wait, did he really avoid tax evasion? That's the first one. Turnip Boy uh, uh, evades tax evasion. And he robbed a bank? Now he's I think the next bank. one is just going to be Turnip Boy considers buying a tiki torch. He's not going in yet. He's not going in. He's just considering it, you guys. He's just That's a rattlingization of uh, oh, God, what's no. that word? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Legend of Legacy is coming to the West on March twenty second, twenty twenty four. The entire title blast. No, uh, PS four, PS five, Switch, and PC. We got a big old deals of the day section for you. Uh, coming to Game Pass in December twenty twenty three. You got Remnant one and two. Those are available now. You got Far Cry six, Ten Hearts, Goat Simulator three, Against the Storm, Steam World Build, Spirit of the North, While the Iron's Hot, Rise of the Tomb Raider, World War Z Aftermath, and then Clone Drone in, Clone the, drone danger in zone. the Danger Zone. Okay, <laughs> they cool. They just be naming games, dude. Uh, Prime Gaming. Oh God. Here we go. Three titles for December have been revealed. You got Deathloop. And what do we have next? Epic Game Store. <laughs> oh yeah, Aka R. Spell it out. That's A K K A A R R H. Aka R. Aka R. Uh, you got a ground. You got Sierrama, World of Shipping. You got Combinera <laughs> on, on Epic Game Store. You got a tiny. Which one is this? This is Aka R. hundred percent. It's Aka R. Oh, it's like oh. an Atari game. It's like an Atari game. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us today, boss? You look at the goddamn Atari logo. It's like an Atari game. <laughs> Listen, it's it's Friday, Junior. It is. All right, my brain's not in it today. The allergies are kicking my ass today. Yeah. It is so distracting. You try hosting a new show. Meanwhile, your nostrils are trying to escape. The it's nasty so tough. nostrils. There we go. Release that last. last. I'm actually very interested now in Akar. This looks pretty cool. Man, the Sentinel. Uh, you got a tiny sticker tail and then Asteroids Recharge. Those are all your prime gaming free titles for December. And then Epic Game Store's next free titles for December 7th through the 14th have been revealed. They are, I always mispronounce this one, Gigabash? Gigabash. Giga. Giga? Gigabash. And then Predecessor. Tim, mm-hmm. now it's time for your wrong. Where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe irr gamer says star fox 2 was released on nintendo online december 12th 2019 very cool that's uh, awesome and yet no mother three get it on there killian says the final f-zero game to release before f-zero 99 was a japan only gba game called f-zero climax a sequel to the gba title <laughs> f-zero gp legend which was based off the anime did you know there was an f-zero anime no did you know that it played after Kirby right back at you on Fox No Kids? way. And did you know that I watched that Kirby right back at you. features a scene of Captain Falcon fucking playing chicken <laughs> with another F-Zero racer jumping out of his uh, of the Blue Falcon and going Falcon Punch. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. It's freaking awesome. That's crazy cuz yeah, I watched a lot of Kirby right back at you. So I don't know how I missed the F-Zero. Why thing. do does that not surprise me at all that you are a Kirby right back at you guy? <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. What like it was? It was at the perfect time where I'll be watching Saturday morning cartoons. Sonic X. I mean, Sonic X was there too. But I, funny enough, didn't watch much Sonic X. You know, I think it was because I think the way it landed 
because Kids WB was where more of my attention was because that's where the exciting stuff was. That's where I was getting new Jackie Chan adventures. That's where I was getting new Shaolin Showdown. Mm -hmm. I was getting oh, new episodes God, of new Shaolin Showdown. Shaolin Showdown was my jam. But that's where I was getting those shows, right? Probably Static Shock, something like that. Um, but those were all Kids WB. At the same time, you had, um, what, Fox Kids doing mm -hmm. its thing. And yeah, that's Kirby right back at you. And that's Sonic X and stuff. Kirby right back at you landed in the time of day where I, I didn't care. I was going to watch it. Because Kids WB, they were showing some bullshit. Yeah. Whatever I didn't care about was on at that time. Sonic X, probably at the same time as Jackie Chan Adventures. And I'm going to go Jackie Chan oh, Adventures. Always. You got to yeah. do it. Thank you, Barrett, for bringing this up. Like, it's just unnecessarily epic. And maybe not unnecessarily. Maybe this is exactly how much F-Zero fucking deserves in anime form. But, like, look at this. This <laughs> looks ridiculous. It's absolutely insane, man. This is awesome. Uh, and then one more. Um, can you, uh, Bear, can you do me a favor? Can you go to um, 38 seconds in? And then let, just watch this shit and let, turn the audio on. I don't want to turn the audio on. I think we'll be. It's I don't want to get Mr. I don't know who owns the uh, rights to this anime. It's I, on it YouTube. might be Nintendo. We'll, we'll be fine. Oh, my God. This is the most early <laughs> 2000s thing. And Captain the, Falcon's helmet explodes off of him. <laughs> like the particles and like the way it exploded. The most early 2000s yeah, thing man. I've ever seen in my life. The best. Good for them. Uh, and then Banner SN says, Barrett said, turn up boy evaded tax evasion. You cannot evade tax evasion. <laughs> that is just paying <laughs> taxes. taxes. <laughs> Very funny. I, I think I said it right the first time and then I fucked it up the second time. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. For the show are going to be Mike and Andy. Of course, this has been KHD each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, well, I got to do something about these allergies, y'all. You know? Greg Miller's going to join in my place. Oh. Uh, what's up, chat? What's up, people? Andy's getting set up. Greg's in the other room. We'll come in a second. But, of course, write in with your YouTube Super Chats. And you know what? Write in with your Twitch Hype Chats. All right? Let's make it both. Let's make it worth both our whiles over on YouTube and on Twitch. Write in with your questions. We'll talk to you. We'll answer your questions. We'll have a good time. Me, Andy, Greg, and y'all. Hello. Andy, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, Bless. Doing Thank all right? Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I've seen better days. I'm not gonna lie. You walked, you opened your door and you was like, nah. Yeah, it was one of those ones. I, I woke up and I was like, this ain't one of them days. This guy, I was like, nah, I've, yeah, seen, no. I've seen way better. Welcome in everybody for your Twitch Prime post show, super chat, hype chat, all of that stuff. You want your questions read. You want your questions answered. Whether it's a game of the year question, whether it's, Greg, what's a good, what's the best brand of stuff you stick with when you go to a Home Depot? Oh, DeWalt. Home Depot. DeWalt. Yeah, yeah, that, the yellow and black attack, you know what I mean? Come I like now. that. Yeah. I like knowing that, like, that's something you would have never, ever cared or thought about 15 years ago. Yeah, and I, now I, when you go to a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you're like, I, I'm looking for my brand. Nothing more unsettled than being inside a Home Depot. It smells so good, Fuck, though. Fuck, I hate it here. I fucking hate this place. I'm going to buy stuff. I won't even use it. I don't, I'm just trying to fix something. I don't know what I'm doing. Kill me. It smells so delicious. Kill me. I hope the lumber stuff falls on me and kills me so I don't have to. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. <laughs> I thought I was having a bad day. 
Oh, I want to thank. You had a bad day. You had a bad day. No, it's just allergies. Oh Make yeah. It tough to talk. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Are you taking Zyrtec? Are you taking? I took Zyrtec uh, this morning. Mucinex. I, I took a little chewable Zyrtec this morning. Oh. And I tried um Claritin. It didn't do much for me either. Um. <laughs> somebody said use a try Allegra, and so maybe I'll try some Allegra later. That's a that's a good third dark horse option that I kind of forget about. Yeah. That exists. But I also want to buy an air filter because I think it's something up with my my apartment. I you shouldn't. Yeah. I have one. They ever get all that mold out of your apartment? Well, that wasn't my that wasn't my apartment. Well, unless they're just making it making a bit. No, <laughs> I mean, when your house, didn't your whole like apartment building flood? It did flood, yeah. Did they get the mold out of the downstairs? I know it didn't get I never, up to like, I your yeah. house. And you know, I never checked about that. That's a good. That's a, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, you might want to look into question. it. You got some clickers living downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank the Radio Carter for 17 months Video using your Prime. The Radio Carter. Video kill the Radio Carter. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. And we would love it if you gave us your Twitch Prime. It's free for you. It takes a second to set up and just link those two accounts. And again, let me just pre-warn you all and pre-prepare. Pre-prepare. Okay. Everybody for the holidays. You're going to be... You know, linking up with a lot of different relatives, sex making out, the, making out, and, you know, you <laughs> after after Christmas relatives. lunch, it's like let's go to the, let's go to the garage over there and just see with what's the up. Christmas lunch, every but everything happens. Jesus. All the things are happening. Second cousin, come on, now. While, all, cousins. while all of these activities are taking place, everybody's got to have an Amazon Prime. Yep. You're gonna meet mm. a lot of relatives with Amazon Prime. Just link it up for them. It'll take two seconds for them, and you could help out. Our little baby company here in San Francisco, independently owned and operated. Thank you very much, everybody. Ronin's two months of Prime Gaming support says, shout out to Sad Boy. Sea of Stars was goat. Anything else I would enjoy playing with similar combat on Xbox? Don't say Chained Echoes. You better not say it, Barrett. I've never played Chained Echoes, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know. Um, I get I, I get recommended that a lot, Barrett. Oh. Let me let me ruminate on that for a little bit, specifically on Xbox. Immediately, I think Costume Quest. Of course, that had an active turn-based battle system similar, where you had to do stuff in the middle of Mm. it. Is that Uh, on Xbox? Yeah. More recently, uh, Wrestle Quest. If you like wrestling at all, they had the exact same thing where you have to like be in the moment, reverse, do these things, go in there, throw them off the ropes and shit. Uh, I say buy a Switch and play Mario RPG. I didn't realize they they asked the the two of you guys. Yeah, and then also. Prepared for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, you're we're, we're, we're you professional. Go, oh, let you're me taking, did, did either of you beat Sea of Stars? You're taking Ooh, 10 minutes over here to think. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, man, I'm I want to give him good answer, not just throw, throw, right. throw out let whatever right came out of my ass. You know what he's doing? He's Googling what is Sea of Stars. Games like Sea of Stars. He heard the fucking besties. I can't believe. Oh, shit. Oh, no. The mics got muted. Oh, shit. I can't believe they're talking so much shit about you right now. I can. I can. That's all they want to do. I can't I believe so much for this talking so much shit to you right now, yeah. but ruminating this fucking guy, dude. Oh, no, they're all muted now. Um, I want to thank Now What's Good for 64 months of resubscription. Wow, Using your Prime on the us. the Nintendo number. That is the Nintendo number. And you said nice. Thank you. Nice. Thor, 76 months resubscribing with Prime. Arden Rye, 43 months of resubscription with Tier 1. Not a Prime. They pulled out their wallet. They pulled out their little pocketbook, their little checkbook. They signed a check. They sent it to Jeff Bezos. Thank you for your Tier 1 resubscription. Again, shout out to the Radio Card. It says, Merry Game Awards season. And, and to you, too. And back to you. No, you got to stay. I got to harmonize. Sorry, I'm used to being a solo actor. I got you. Zachy G74. 
three years of support. Thank you, Zachy G, for three years of support. Can you diglet? Resubscribe with Prime Sucker. for 25 months and says, Andy, if you're reading this, keep being great. Thank you. Let me tell you yesterday, man. I've been that show pretty good. Everybody Real should watch good. that. Yeah. I'm so Everybody glad you came in with the uh, correct opinion that it was good and that Nick sucks. Oh my God. I'm halfway through watching episode three, just gripped. Fucking mm. just gripping. <laughs> gripping <laughs> oh, and ripping. Shit. And like just completely captivated by this. This awesome, these awesome monologues, these great little conversations. Monologues are great. And I'm watching, I'm just like, and I kind of like looked at the child. I was like, Nick said, Nick never got past episode four. What is wrong with this child's rotted brain? Idiot. Where he cannot stay. He needs, we're, me and Roger were making fun of him that he needs to have like a subway surfers on the bottom. Mm. He needs to have like a Minecraft speed run on the bottom of Midnight Mass to kind of. <laughs> you joke with the amount of shows I would watch if I could have that feature. TikTok, baby. <laughs> I would get through so many shows. Um, Tom G, 1013, with 56 months of resubscription, using Prime. Thank you for using your Prime on us, Tom G. El Capitan, $5 super chat. Thank you. El Capitan says, I think an Earthbound remake is an easier sell than Xenoblade series. The latter requires a love for anime, while Earthbound's gameplay is more Pokemon. Did you catch him all? Xenoblade is so popular and so loved that I don't know if I would say it's an easier sell than Xenoblade, but I also I do think that it would be successful. I think yeah, I I, I think the to the point of the combat is so simple in Earthbound and like the art style is so unique and fun. I think, I think there's an audience there. I think it's in that Half Life three sort of like where is this game? Where you know like that Earthbound is such. It's such a myth. It's such a, mm -hmm. when are we going to see it? When are we going to get that big game? When, when is this game actually going to happen? And I feel like that on hype alone would be an easier sell. Yeah. You know? I get that. I, I want to believe, because I honestly, the, when, you, when you say it out loud, right, like Earthbound Remake, and I could see the reveal at the end of a Nintendo Direct, in my head, I'm like, that just feels like a huge title. But also, like, the fact that Earthbound's been dormant for so long, and it is a more of a weirder, quirky thing, it is a bit, um, you know, like, it, it, it is a bit niche. I don't know. I think I think for, for Nintendo, the tough thing is that it's such a question mark. I think an Earthbound could sell anywhere from 3 million to maybe, if you do it perfectly, 10 million. Like, I think you, you could have it get up there, but it's just a matter of, are people going to get it? Are people going to be excited about it? Like best case scenario, yeah. I think that, I think that's the ceiling. I don't okay. think you give above ten million, but okay. I think like if everything lines up and people, what play, do you expect in Mario RPG to sell? Ooh, that's a really good question. I'm gonna say I'm three gonna say, and a half. Okay. I'm gonna say five to six, right maybe. on the dot. Uh -huh. Yeah, right on the dot. But I almost think I think Earthbound is, has like more of a mythic quality than Mario RPG. It's got this legend. I think it's, it's got a mythic thing to us, the gamers, the people listening or watching the podcast. I don't think the mainstream is gonna care. There's a lot of mainstream Switch players out there. Sure. Same thing. I don't think they'll care about Mario RPG. I think that's going to be on the lower end of that. Once again, Greg's right, man. As usual. As usual. I want to thank Richard Freer for another for a five dollar super chat. No message. Dick Just Freer. Dick Freer. Huh. Yeah. That's the first thing I you know what? Yeah. The job interview. Once again, Greg is right. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Freer. Oh, please call me Richard. Dick Freer? <laughs> how many dicks you free today? You know, and I just walk out. Well, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce your last name is the thing. Oh, well, I can't see it. I'm yeah. just going, you say it's Freer. Like, it could be Fryer. 
Ew, Dick Fryer. Do you <laughs> eat them after you do that? Dear Six Lit, thank Richard's you for... Richard's never had these jokes before. Oh, thank, you know you for the, <laughs> thank you for the $5 super chat, Dear Six Lit. And again, Richard, no message. Just wanted to support the company. I appreciate really that. appreciate that. Dear Six Lit with a $5 super chat says, I think Suicide Squad actually looks like it'll be fun to play. What are some games you guys have thought would be trash but wound up really enjoying? I'll say, like, this is a callback to earlier this year. When we all got our hands on Wild Hearts, I was like, I, yeah. don't, I don't need this added weird gimmick to Monster Hunter. And I had so, so I fun. poured in so many hours into Wild Hearts. I had a great time with it. I would toss out Outriders. So oh, like, not a 10 out yeah. of 10, but a game we all like, whatever. And then play, fuck, this is actually fun Dude, to play. Dude, I had a blast with yeah. Outriders. Sonic Mania. Because, <laughs> you know, no Sonic game is good. Every Sonic day. Mania. Pretty good game. You know the mute button for Barrett's mic. Sometimes I'm tired of hearing this man talk. <laughs> I was, like, as I'm agreeing with Bear, like, yeah, we do for sure. You know, move on for Andy, too. Tired hearing this guy talk. Um, Chris, for, oh, did you have an answer? No. I'll think about it. Are I'll, you doing the Alpha I'll for answer Suicide in a Squad, question. Andy? What's up? Are you doing the Alpha for Suicide Squad? I would love to, yeah. if possible. I mean, I think it's already happening. Oh, word? Yeah, it's going on right now. Yeah, people are I, signing I signed up. signed up like, for it. Oh, you signed oh, you up? Get, check your email. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. Dropkick Tondo. Almost a full year. No, you do have a full year. You have 60 months, <laughs> but almost a full year in a row using Prime. Again, Twitch isn't going to remind you about Prime. They want you to forget. They want you to stand by and sit idly and not speak up. And you need to make sure you hit that little calendar reminder and say, use my Prime again or else it's going to go to waste. And that's $5 that a creator out there could have had. Gunnam Steve. Stupid Dustin says he has an extra code. I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. I really want to hop in. Gundam Steven. Gundam. Because I'm already, like, I'm scrolling TikTok, and I'm already saying, here are the best builds that you can use day one in Justice League fucking Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. All those all. games, yeah. I fucking hate, man, those videos. Like, yeah. I just can't do it. I, I just hate that that's what gaming has devolved into. Gaming. Wait, those videos are already coming out? No. Because oh, okay. it's under embargo, but like, yeah, I was gonna say, like the yeah, day one of any game. Here's the best ship you can get in Starfield <sighs> right now. Um, thank you, Gundam Steven, for 93 videos, months. No, you're a liar. Tier 1 subscribing for 93 months. It's That's a long time, Gundam Steven. Thank you. says, let's go. Love you guys. Pour one out for Gundam Evolution. It was shut down today. Damn. Man, I remember like hopping, having a blast. And that fucking, the one from Iron-Blooded Orphans, that dude just, that whatever class, it was like the most OP class. And everybody would pick it. And everybody would dominate you with it. It's like, I don't want to give in to the meta. Ah, it's just the worst. You know the guy. Fucking I, I know, the I know you're yeah. Barbados, there we go. Thank you, uh, Chris Franz, for nine months of oh, tier one resubscription. Franz Ferdinand. That was a cool song, yeah, dude. Was. I know I won't be leaving here yeah. with you. You got some pipes, Greg. I know, man. You got some pipes. CJ splits on with a $2 super chat. Says, would you mind Liza P. Devs making Bloodborne 2? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Okay. I don't really, like, I'm cool with them trying to make something similar, but I, mm -hmm. like, as, as authentic of, a, of an experience as that was, it really does feel, it, it would feel to me like, Hey, somebody else. Hey, whatever creator is known for that one IP, have somebody else do it. It's like, what I want, yeah. I want Miyazaki to be a part of 
the vision and the the lore and everything unless he's like heavily involved or something yeah for me i think liza p shines because of the differences it has from bloodborne like obviously he tries to go for that kind of aesthetic and all that stuff but the fact that they're able to take the pinocchio stuff and the automaton enemies and like crot as a setting and have those things to make it different for me that's actually why i look at it and i'm like oh man even though this is a bloodborne like game i can still enjoy it as an individual experience as well if they try to make bloodborne 2 i think they would get into the trouble of us now drawing all the comparisons to Bloodborne and just being like, oh, but this isn't as good because, you know, this system is worse and this and their take on this isn't as good. And like, I don't, I think the more you have those direct comparisons, the more they would end up faltering. But, you know, I'm excited for whatever they do next, right? Like they, if they do another Liza P style game, I think that allows them to continue to stand alone and continue to like find the unique things that make that studio that studio. I think that's more exciting. I think they definitely found their niche and like, we're going to continue to crush this yeah. and make games that are going to be challenging from software uh, in terms of just like the overall package of, is this a, a good video game? Andy, who's the person who wrote in about a uh, sea of stars? Great question. Um, it was Ronin's Ronin's. Uh, I've got the perfect answer for you. Nino Kuni two slightly different combat system, but if you're looking for that, like kind of, Nice JRPG type of hit. The good vibe. I think that'll be the one for you. Nino Kuni. Nino Nano. We got Nigel Martin with a $10 super chat. Thank you, Nigel Martin. How in God's name is Destiny nominated for best ongoing game in Halo Infinite and is not? The Destiny update this year had a middling reception while Halo was getting way better with every update. Andy. Yeah, great call. Yeah, I talked about that on Gamescast. I think the Halo update was just a little bit too late when a lot of these nominations may have been happening. Um, and a lot of that just comes down to is it going to fall into that window? Is it? I think the wells is poisoned on on Halo too. Yeah, the wells poisoned. So how many people do you have that are actually actually playing Halo and are like, hey, it's great now. You know? Yeah, what I mean? I'm gonna pull this off. It's either a fingernail or a feather. It's a feather. I think the update did happen, but not enough word had gotten around about yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's like, I think what, that's exactly what it especially was. Especially for outlets like us where we don't have a dedicated Halo person. Mike. You'll see review, you'll see updates come around and be like, ah, oh, is that one worth hopping into? Should I go check yeah, it yeah, out yeah, again? Yeah. And it, uh, it can get a little bit difficult to keep up and then find out that, oh shit, this, everybody's talking about this update and it actually is incredible. Um, yeah, a lot of that comes down to, I think, just timing. It, uh, another thing I keep thinking about with Game Awards stuff is like, <clears throat> If your games as a service game comes out a little too soon and has enough of a window to then dip for fans to complain, the sour, yeah, yeah. like every game, like if your game comes out extremely hot and everybody, Game Awards would have been in August, Diablo would have been nominated for, uh, for more things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of that just comes down to the games as a service games. If you're not pumping out enough stuff fast enough, and even if you're not, but if your game comes out like last month or a month and a half ago mm. and everybody it's fresh on everybody's mind that whoa this game's a service came out and it kicks ass and then it wins an award maybe this year and then maybe in january everybody's like where's the fucking content like a lot of games kind of sometimes don't have time to go through that full roller coaster cycle you know i also think that like a lot of it is popularity too like you look through the best ongoing nominees and it's the same year for year right it is fortnite, fortnite. final fantasy 14 now it's Genshin, right? That's in there. Destiny, right? I think Cyberpunk being in there is a unique thing because that is a, a that's a popular game, right? And like a lot of people were looking forward to the DLC and for 2.0. But you know, typically when you look at 
the games that are on there there are games that have the audience and have had the audience over the have a built a large built-in audience over the years and so when it's time to not to nominate i think most outlets are going to end up being like well most of us have played when we talk about ongoing things most of us here are probably playing or have played fortnite most of us here are either playing or have played final fantasy 14 most of us are playing or either have played genshin impact and that's kind of how you get here year over year where these games don't go away right they kind of just stick around and um because you see the updates you know things are dropping yeah maybe it's cool maybe it's not and it's just, it's you, it also just has the most mind share the most people to speak speak on it of course like mm -hmm. if we went around in the studio of what is the most um i guess like what would we think for ongoing game i'll DC think that on the, uh, well, of yeah of course i'll be number one and then number two i'll think like <laughs> call Duty Warzone oh, okay. or something like that right it's um, the mainstays yeah we should all we should also start as a collective also putting games like valorant in there because valorant's always getting updates with maps and all sorts of support and riot's always very good about kind of keeping customers engaged with brand new content um Fr framer or framer 23 months of prime game resubscriptions asks uh andy midnight mass 30 second review rahul could you know i couldn't tell you were british um i thought you did a great job there um let's see here Everybody got younger and hotter. I understand, you know, a lot of people in chat were saying, I understand why Nick doesn't like this show. I <laughs> got him. But amazing show. That's a 10 out of 10. And again, that pastor guy should have been nominated for every goddamn award. Were you scared? Ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like in the moments that did happen, I just think it was like a quantity thing. If in the way that Alan Wake throws, you, throws at you a bajillion jump scares, I think that the moments that they did play with tension and fear were like, I was like, oh man, if there's going to be a lot of this, this is going to suck. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Even these moments where a guy's looking at an M at a, at an open door at night and he goes, hello. And you hear the same voice go back. Hello. And I was like, I was like, oh no, this is awful. Like <laughs> I want nothing to do with what whatever's happening here. Dude, what an amazing show. Um, Let's see here. We got to get you in one of them. Because once you're in with Mike Flanagan, you, you're set. You have a job every year. You could just live off that. God, I mean, I'm looking at the other actors opposite of Rahul Kohli. I'm you're like, like, these are Rahul, garbage. Rahul's like, no, no, the opposite. Oh, sorry, I'm like, sorry, Rahul's sorry. like, you know, it feels like he's seven foot three sometimes. And everybody else is the same size as him. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tall people in these. There's clothes. a lot of apple boxes. A lot of apple boxes. Apple boxing jeans. Hey, Boots. S.A. Spring, two months of resubscription in a row, but that's 32 months total. Thanks for using the Prime on us. VM Games, 93 months. Pixel Garage, 18 months, both with Prime. Thank you, VM Games and Pixel Garage. Johnny and Dasha Johnny. with a $5 Super Chat says, just want to shout out Bless's Super Dope shirt. Thank you. Look at these fucking pectorals. Oh, dude, that's, going to, that's me look going to the those, gym. Look at them little titties. Chop Feeling good. Min Sale, three months. Three months of Prime Gaming. Uh, says, have some time during the holidays. What's, oh, I have some time during the holidays. What's a must-play recommendation from each of you before year's end? Venba. Ooh. Two hours. For the holiday. Yeah, a lot of it kind of depends on what you're looking into and what you haven't played yet. Yeah. I'd say, like, Cocoon's a cool, like, mm. under 10-hour experience, you know? I know that's not what they're asking for, like, Ooh, I'm going to say get dreams and play trend. That's a good one. If you have more than 10 hours, play Chance of Sinar. Mm. 
SpongeBob SquarePants, the cosmic shake. Mm. <laughs> if you have a lot of time, if you're bored, play some Liza P. Uh, it's take you like 40 hours, though. Legit answer, though, because uh, I don't think enough people talk about it. Planet of Lana, uh, which came out around uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and I don't think enough people play that game. It's very good. From SoftServe, with a $2 Super Chat, says Bloodborne's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I'm trying real hard to get a modded PS5 that runs Allegedly. 1080p I'm 60 frames per second. <laughs> Greg, who had a breakdown because the monitor wouldn't work. <laughs> I can't imagine Greg trying to open up the PS5. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I've, I've opened many PS5. S plus. Um, he speed ran mine. Ninja Roku, 19 months of Prime Gaming. Timmy Buddy, 38 months. And Wolf Geek, 10 months. All with Prime. Thank you for using your Primes on us, everybody. Manic Pixel, $2 Super Chat. Remember the Borderlands movie? Do we see the, the Game Jesus. Awards? I always forget about the Borderlands right? movie. Goddamn. <clears throat> I brought it up on a, on a Games Daily, I think, with Tim. Because it was one of those where Bobby Lee is being interviewed about one of his experiences on the set is with the Jamie one where Lee they, Curtis. They all like, walked away from him or whatever? Yeah, because he said like some <laughs> stupid, inappropriate joke. joke this is a memorial for all yeah, these Yeah, and days. he was like, this is, I don't belong with these, like, these superstars. Why am I here? But it was that that video that I was like, this I kind of forget that that's a thing that happened and it's fully filmed and they were doing big reshoots at some point. I remember it was mm. that news story. Every time I think about it, I think about the E three where yeah, Randy Pitchford went Talking and Kevin interviewed Hart. Kevin Hart and how ridiculous of a scenario that was. Patrick Hogue, five dollars super chat. Hey folks, what do you think will be more likely to be announced next year? Ghost of Tsushima 2 or an infamous remake? Oh, Ghost of Tsushima yeah, 2. Yeah, Ghost of me. I don't, I don't know when you'll ever see an infamous remake, if you'll ever see one. Doubt it. Here, I'll be shocked. Here's what I'm going to say right now. Andy Lane. I have a feeling like there is an infamous remake already being developed. I Whoa. wish. And that's going to be the thing to kind of bring in some money for the studio, smaller team. Bring maybe in some $5. Party. Let's do it. Maybe a, 30, a, a smaller team is doing it. Maybe it's not even Sucker like Soccer is already internal. so small, though. Well, that's maybe, not, maybe maybe this is a a this is just Andrew Goldfarb. Maybe this is a blue point situation. Just Goldfarb. <laughs> just Goldfarb. <laughs> maybe this is like a third party studio that is just working on this remake, and that's something that like hey, I don't while we're working hard on this, this is something that I don't work. think you'll ever see a remake. At best, you'll see a remaster of one and two in a collection, but I I don't even think you'll get that. Yeah. At this point, like they're in bed with Marvel. What do they care about there? That's my thing. Is thing. I think if you're if you want money, if you're gonna like go back and remaster something or remake something, I think there are a lot of options before you get to Infamous. Uh, and I think yeah, I think Infamous then gets in the competition with Spider Man, which Spider Man has taken the entire mind share of super video super hero video games now. What if it's Spider Man colon Infamous and they cross over? It turns out he was there the whole time. Well, Cole McGrath is the guy. Right? Do that, Spider Man <laughs> Zeke. That is such a B Spider-Man he's pure. such a BMX writer name. Sure. Um, Cooper, $5 super chat. Andy, I have an extra cover for Suicide Squad. Let me know if you want it. Oh, yes, I do. I think you were the one who mentioned that earlier, but thank you, Cooper. No, your... else, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'll shoot. take the Cooper one. Yeah, D yeah, D DM me and Greg. Thank you, Cooper, for your $5 super chat. Billy uh, is fun. There, there's a third code for Suicide Squad. Hit me up. Billy is fun. 32 let's, months. Let's break the embargo. Soon the stream. 42 <laughs> months total. Thank you, Billy is fun for your tier one love. Jay Strone, five dollars super chat. In honor of the Nitro, of Nitro Rifle success yesterday, what's the first and last shows you binged whole seasons of? It's Sons of Anarchy for me and and Succession. The first and last things you binged? I don't know what the first thing I binged was. A crazy question, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I would toss Breaking in Bad there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Smallville. Back in college, I, I, Smallville. I, I had missed the first two seasons or the first season and a half, and so a guy burned them all to me, and I just did it in my room. I think it may have been Breaking Bad for me. 
And the latest thing... I was just Ooh. speeding through it for the final season coming back from break. Mm. I think the most recent thing was probably Mob Psycho last year for me. I think the first thing actually might have been before Breaking Bad, uh, either Dexter or Psych. I think one, like, I, I definitely binged through both of those. I forget which one I did first, but I definitely like, oh, I had an era. Uh, the latest one, Insecure. I, I, I binged through season two of Insecure. I feel like maybe House of Usher, me and Jen did in a, a long oh. weekend. Dexter is a murderer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, but he only kills other murderers. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Like Jigsaw, I hate murderers. Yep. I, I, I don't think he even hates them. <laughs> oh. I think it's just like he has a murderous tendency. Like he has to kill people because he's a serial killer and he's fucked up in the head. Yeah. And the way he justifies it is by only going after murderers. His cop dad was able to recognize that he was super fucked up and he'd probably like with the, the signs that he was showing as a kid of like behavioral instincts. He was like, all right, I'm going to teach you to only kill other serial killers. Yeah. But like he's, it's not it's not the fact that he wants justice. He, when he's killing them, he's like. He's obsessed with the blood and the blood splatter, and like he's going through his own ritual, and he's like, he's fucking into it. It's dark. <laughs> it's really good. It's like whenever you name a show after a guy with one name, I just you're like that guy's not gonna be a good person. No, I just always like Dexter's like, got a name. Like I think of the name, name Chuck, or I think of the show Chuck. Yeah, yeah. And so like Zach Levi, but very very different show, right? But yeah. like I feel like if you're naming a show after a murderer, I don't know if you should name it after the murderer. Because it doesn't, huh. it feels like a sitcom on NBC when you gotcha. just have a name, mm-hmm. Life with Mindy or whatever. Well, well, that's, that's, that's more than just Mindy that's Project? more than just a name. That's one. <laughs> Life with Mindy. <laughs> Life with Mindy and Mark. Um, Astro DK, eighty-one months. Thank you, Astro DK. And we're gonna wrap these final ones up. I will say, some people in chat were saying that the last few seasons of Dexter were really bad. Yeah, you guys are absolutely right. But there was a reboot, like a one-season reboot of Dexter that came out recently. Decent. Hmm. Yeah, a strong. Okay. Wait, shut the fuck up. Monk is the guy's name? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dude, Monk is incredible. Tony Wait, Shalhoub, is that, man. Is that what you're Come talking on. about? Yeah, I just never knew that was his name. I yeah. thought it was Luigi like a, a, he's a monk. Yeah, no, his name is Monk, yeah. <laughs> he's a detective, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Adrian Monk. Oh, he's like super. He's got OCD, yeah. Derbifo, that's right. Yeah. Um, Dance Floor Demon, thank you for your 82 months of Prime Gaming. And the final one from Lyric Spencer with a $10 super chat. No, me- no message. Just showing love. Thank you, Lyric. Thank uh, you love. And one final one. Greg, have you enlightened the spare bedroom about the Portillo's cake shake? That's from G. Cianelli using Prime. I mean, yeah, anybody who goes to Portillo's knows my order. I put up that video a long, long time ago that we filmed in the early days of Kind of Funny of Greg Miller's recommended Portillo's order that has the cake shake in there. Of course, we are hamstrung by the fact there is no Portillo's in San Francisco, but we did meet and greets back in the day. Arizona, we did a Portillo's meet and greet uh, down in uh, Buena Park sometimes. But, you know, COVID put an end to giant travel things, so we haven't done one recently. So Blessing has never had a cake shake. I think actually, I I guess I'm not. I've been to Portillo's a few times. I don't think I ever got the cake shake. Thank you for joining us for this primetime Super Chat post show. Appreciate all of your support. We're going to go into the lab to continue our just awful, really bad adventure in Ark Survival Ascended. It's actually a really cool game, and me, Nick, and Mike have our sea legs. Last time, a big brontosaurus... Got real mad at us because oh, wow. it got stuck in our domicile. A big war happened between us and a big brontosaurus. Uh, we'll see you then. This is our seventh hundred stream. Seventh. So come heaven. celebrate with us. Goodbye, everybody. Seven hundredth. Seven hundredth. Seven hundredth.